welcome to the Nate and Dorn podcast. We are professional videographers based in Vancouver, Canada, and we're here to talk about relevant topics within the video and media industry. Uh, I'm Nate, and I run Nate Dixon Media. And I am Doran, a solo entrepreneur offering video production services. And today we have a special guest, Shia, uh, who is a commercial and wedding film producer and founder of Shia K Films, also an aspiring community connector. Today we're going to talk about our ups and downs as videographers, what were uh, kind of the low points and the highlights in our career. So Shia, welcome to the podcast. Can you please introduce yourself? Tell us uh, a bit uh, about your personal background, your professional background, uh, how you got into video production, how you met Nate, mm. um, and what does Community Connector mean exactly? <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Doran and Nate, thank you for having me here. So I live in Burnaby and here with my wife, uh, our cat, my soon to be born first child uh, in April. Um, part of the COVID baby boom, I guess. Uh, we're originally from Ontario, but we are happily situated here in BC. Uh, I, yeah, I've been filming weddings and commercials for seven years now, but I have only been under my own brand for two years. So I am becoming that entrepreneur or have become that entrepreneur. Uh, it's funny that like I originally started with photography and I was given this camera and I understood the mechanics of it. People could see what I was seeing in my, in my photos. Quickly after doing that, I moved to making films and then I realized the potential of how much, how much they could impact someone. Like, has anyone ever watched up from Pixar and not teared up or <laughs> just, I understood how powerful a film could be. It can motivate or I don't know, make people upset happy and whatnot. So I decided that I wanted to give back to my community through uh, videography. And I, don't, I haven't looked back ever since. But to answer the question, what is a community connector? I So since being in this industry, and, and this is specifically for the wedding industry, I've seen how tight knit the photo community is. Uh, just working with photographers 30 times a year, I see how involved they are with each other. But then also I've heard from some photographers that they don't get along with videographers. Like we're always just moving in front of them with our gimbal. Or we're just not like aware spatially of where the photographer is. Uh, that was probably two years ago that I heard that. And then I decided that I want to like foster a new generation of like of videographers that are collaborative and thoughtful an empathetic or something uh so what i well, hope to do to, to be fair photographers get in our way too yeah yeah that, that that's true i guess we just don't i just don't their shutter click that. sounds oh like they don't have to worry about our sound <laughs> shutters and, and lights lights always make fun of photographers that like they're always getting in the shot um but yeah i'll agree with you on that doran but yeah, I just, I don't know. I wanted to like, just be more involved with other videographers. And uh, that's partially why I'm here because I met Nate last summer uh, when we were working and shooting uh, high school graduations during like COVID and it was very bizarre. But out of that, that gig, I seem to have met a friend, another videographer that I could connect with. So 
yeah, thanks. Thanks again for so, having me. So by that being very bizarre, are you referring to Nate or the circumstances <laughs> of filming? So bizarre filming with this guy. <laughs> I was he just was, kidding. Yeah, it wasn't too bizarre, but he was definitely like, I noticed right away because he was like, we were doing a training session and he was like the guy that kind of like knew things right away. And he, he, was, he wasn't running the show, but he was definitely involved. And it's like, I like, I like people like that. So I like bookmarked to chat him up a little bit. Mm. Yeah. yeah same same thing here when we were first doing training i was like oh this shy guy seems to be confident and be confident in in a good way not like arrogant like i don't need to learn all this stuff this is child's play you were like asking the right questions like is this how you want this to look and i was like oh, <laughs> he's got a good eye yeah um so. what what is your um camera setup shia so I, uh, on weddings, I work with my Sony a7 III, uh, a Sony a7S II, and then my teammates, I try and like connect with the Sony crew, but my, like my main teammate, he works with the GH5. Mm -hmm. And then whenever it's a commercial gig, I try and hire uh, another guy as much as possible because he has a black magic, you know, pocket cinema camera and so on. And it's just like, that's, that's the one to go to for, for commercial. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, we're we're Sony gang, all of us here. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. A seven three right now. This is what. Yeah. Yeah. That's why it looks so good. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Yeah. The right tool for the job. You know, <laughs> Sony. Sony's not the perfect camera, but it's very flexible. Man, when they when they released finally the A seven S three, I was excited, but also it was tough because so much of my work was. Mm postponed and moved so there wasn't that like mm. revenue and income to be able to afford new gear so i'm just holding off and waiting oh mm. it just got worse because i'm looking at the a1 and now the fx3 and i just don't know anymore yeah well i know <laughs> fx3 is not for photography but a1 is more photography but yeah way Love higher you. price point than the a7s3 but how, like from a video perspective which one does it have worse low light i don't know it's mm -hmm. i need to look up reviews <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah um you know what why don't i kick things off with mm -hmm. uh, kind of our main topic now that we've kind of gotten to know you a little bit shia uh, so let me just stop you right there <laughs> <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> uh so let this, me this is the nate and doran podcast not the shire podcast <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just messing, yeah get out of here <laughs> um one of my favorite uh highs shooting was when uh something i filmed actually made it to the local news um global news and this was back in 20 i think it must have been 2012 so straight out of bcit um i did a practicum with the city of Port Coquitlam doing video for them. And the mayor was running like a, a pro recycling initiative, kind of getting people to, you know, do the composting and recycling and try to avoid divert the most stuff from the garbage as possible. And so I, I went around with him going to like uh, the landfill and filming him kind of showing like, look, this is, how good we're doing compared to other, you know, local governments. We're diverting over 50% of our waste, which is really good for Canada and for BC. And so like, 
I'm just filming him on this like camcorder that the, the government had. It wasn't like a professional setup at all, but filming that was really fun editing it together. And then um, uh, the global news sent like a representative to the city hall in Poco and they went up to the, the media department and they're like, Oh, you know, we want to show this piece on the news. So I like exported the video, put it on a USB and gave it to them. And then it was really cool that night watching on the news. I'm like, Whoa, that's my video. That was so cool. Did you get uh, video credit? Uh, I don't, I think it just said like courtesy of city of Port Coquitlam. Oh, like, wow. I was just an intern there. I was like, <laughs> I was like, Oh, you got to mention me by name. Oh, wait, did you say it was their camcorder? It was like the, the Port Coquitlam's camcorder. Okay. Yeah, then like, it oh. is, it is their footage. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it was like, like as a freelancer, but, uh, did you like call call up your uncles and your cousins and anyone who's local to watch it or no? I, I think uh, yeah, a few friends. I was like, oh, watch the news tonight. They're supposed to be showing my clip, and it's like, yeah, the the subject itself is like it's the mayor at like a dump. <laughs> so it's not like visually hey, amazing. City hall, okay. <laughs> but the fact that I filmed it and that other people were seeing it like that that made it a a pretty cool experience for me. Oh yeah, and then you immediately put that on like a resume or something. It's like featured in global <laughs> as featured on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you still have it on your portfolio? Uh, I don't think so. Oh no. Okay. You know, it's like I said, it's not the most visually interesting. I don't know if I can still have the clip on my hard drive anywhere. Hmm. It was a. Uh... Yeah, it was still a fun memory though. Mm. Of course. Yeah, that's your like your first big. I don't know success. And for how many people to watch it to see your work right away like that's mm -hmm. pretty mm -hmm. validating yeah. and dealing with government client yeah that too yeah yeah the the mayor there was awesome super fun chill down-to-earth guy mm -hmm. so yeah yeah i did a few more gigs with them poor coquitlam so they're good to work with mm -hmm. yeah i'm based in poco i haven't heard anything <laughs> <laughs> But I'm still waiting for them to reach out. I renew my business license. It's like right there, renewed. Uh, yeah, you got to march up there and yeah. tell them you know Nate Dixon, and maybe then they'll give you the time of day. Okay. Come in. Come in. <laughs> oh. What about you, Doran? Um, one of my best experiences. Uh well, I kind of break it up in like my employee uh, part of my professional career and my freelancer side. So the best experience I had as an employee was um, I like overall, it was when I got to the point of being assigned responsibility to take a project from finish to start. Um, and we kind of went over that in our first episode where we introduce ourselves. Um, but probably my most favorite experience was learning to operate a 12 foot motorized crane jib thing, you know? Yeah. Um, so that, that was involving uh, a lot of, um, hand eye coordination. Um, and just being very delicate, but very firm with this heavy piece of equipment. <laughs> So it was, uh, it was quite a steep learning curve, but once you master it, it's just like gliding through the air, getting like really dynamic, uh, panning, tilting, zooming in shots. So that, that, that was definitely, 
um, something that I do not have in my freelancer career. I could just go get a, uh, a crane, but no, <laughs> like setting yeah. it up and being portable. It's one thing when you're in a set studio and it doesn't need to move. So I'll, I'll that's probably my favorite part that I kind of miss as a freelancer. Are you like certified now or do you, is it just tra basic training? Uh, I just, yeah, I have the experience for it. I don't know if okay. you can get certification for something like this, maybe for like the, the Hollywood ones that like are hydraulic and they like go and expand. Maybe those would require certification, but this thing was just like fixed and just swinging left to right. Um, you have to be careful not to hit. If you had a live audience, be careful not to hit them in the head. Like, Ooh, I'm going to do a top down shot. Like, watch out yeah. mm -hmm. i've seen those uh uh at wedding i haven't actually physically seen them but i've seen videos where people use them at weddings and personally i feel like it's kind of like uh it's just overkill for what mm. you're doing at weddings it's like these crazy movements over like a packed dance floor and it's just kind of funny it just it's so unnecessary in my opinion but whereas it has like practical effects when you're on out of studio or narratives like because you can't get other shots like that or other other movements mm -hmm. well you yeah. can achieve a very similar effect with gimbals or glide cams right yeah <laughs> but you look pretty wicked if you're using one of those you're like you're, oh, yeah. you're the studio, studio that does it yeah you're, you're yeah. at that point you're uh, drawing more attention than the bride <laughs> <laughs> yeah when Doran was in the studio and he had like his headset on with the microphone going to like the live cutter back in like the the booth telling him what shots he wanted to get. Doran's got, you know, both hands on the controls, walking side to side, using his thumbs and stuff. I was like, Whoa, that looks pretty intense. Yeah. You probably like Master of Yeah. <laughs> master of your domain. Oh, master. It's a bastard. Like you're <laughs> <No>. <laughs> well, he, he got he got to film some behind the scenes uh, with it. Right? Yeah, yeah, I did get to use it a little bit. And you used the messages. You used the smaller one too, like a lot. Yeah, that we got a smaller version. We didn't use it for much for dynamic movements because the the pan tilt zoom control was a lot more janky. Mm -hmm. So we kind of just set it high mm -hmm. and then leave it there. Set it low. Leave yeah. it there for a minute or two. Okay. It didn't have the same dynamic movements that you could get with uh, Doran's crane. Our set design didn't really help the situation either. You didn't have like foreground and background elements to help with uh, the smaller range of movement. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, definitely uh, that was fun. What about you, uh, Shia? What what's like in in you said seven years of doing video? What is like a highlight? One of your most memorable like favorite uh moments uh it, it's funny that that's been seven years but the craziest thing not one of the one of the craziest places i've ever been happened last year and um and it was an ice cave like elopement i guess it was an elopement just two people getting married out in whistler but we had to take a helicopter to this like inaccessible glacier and then you land like it looked like it was just like a rocky mountain but then like close to it was just like a rushing river of glacier water 
And then over that was this giant like ice cave. And Whoa. Yeah, it was intense. And I packed very light because I couldn't really bring much in the helicopter. It was myself, two photographers, um, and then the couple. And the like pilot was telling us that it's a 10,000 year old ice cave and it changes every single year because of global warming and whatnot. Um, but yeah, it was so wild. I and mean, when you like, you're pretty much like crawling over you know, like little rocks, sometimes even sand, like there was like a beach there on the friggin' mountain, which is pretty cool. Um, and then when you get into the ice cave, it was like the worst place to give direction to this couple because it's so loud. Like the Reaper. water is mm. rushing and it's a like it's probably 10 feet across of rushing water and everything is just echoing because it's such a hard surface. But even though that was tough to give direction, it was just such a unique location that I was just kind of in awe the whole time. Mm. And I'm thinking, even like when we're when we're leaving, I'm looking at the this ice. <laughs> Seems so like hippy dippy, but I'm looking at this ice and I'm just thinking like, this is ten thousand years old, or, or I'm like looking back in time or something right now. So mm. I was pretty fascinated. Um, I'm into like nature and science as well, so I had that perspective. But yeah, this mountain top glacier ice session was just one of the craziest locations. It sounds like you were filming the Revenant too <laughs> over there. <laughs> oh man, I I thought about some of the stunts when he's going in, in when DiCaprio's in the water and the stuntman broke his leg or whatever. Yeah. I didn't think about that scene actually because it mm. you're so cautious, right? Have you guys ever been in the zone and then you just you're just filming and you think you you're not aware of the person behind you, the set deck behind you, like? But I I would have been swept away, so I had to be pretty aware. Mm. Mm. wow um, yeah, yeah that sounds awesome sounds like it was a, a big budget client too with like helicopter ride and all that <laughs> they, they must have they were very like humble loving couple um so it wasn't like a big package on my end at all because oh. it was only a two or three hour session but they oh so like you, you you guys just traveled and filmed that day and packed up and left that day you didn't stay like overnight or like Yeah. yeah, that's it. Like it was just get, get get to the helipad, go through a safety briefing, fly up. You're in awe the whole time doing your session, and then you go home and get on your sweats. It was like it never happened, but it was. Just, that sounds like you guys yeah. were really well planned to pull it off. Good job. I mean, on the surface, it seems like we're well planned, but me personally, <laughs> don't know like what you're doing. You just want to get beautiful shots and so on, and then it all came together in the edit, though yeah do you have uh do you have this material on your website somewhere uh because i want to see it, it now it, i i yeah i'll send it it is on my website but like in like the whistler service area so it's not directly uh, there yeah yeah it's hidden yeah awesome yeah cool. yeah do we get to hear more from from someone i want to hear more experiences or are we Yeah, well, I got I got a whole bunch, and uh, you know, there's there's good experiences, but also the bad. Maybe Nate can share a a baddie with us. <laughs> okay. Oh man, this one was painful. So, <laughs> yeah, this is like it happened in slow motion. So oh, we were nice. uh, we had just gotten this is at the workplace that Dorn and I were working together, and we had our video production manager out there with us. And they had just bought a ton of new gear. So 
this was like a DJI Inspire 2 mm. with like an, an awesome gimbal camera that could shoot raw, uh, like 4K. It was like beautiful, the footage this thing gave. So we were testing it out. And um, yeah, we, we took it to a nearby park and we were flying. I think we were trying to, we saw there was an eagle in a tree and we, we know we're not supposed to get too close to endangered species um <laughs> or wildlife so, in general yeah. <laughs> sure yeah um and so since this is like the new new hot toy that we had the video production manager was the one in charge of flying it so you know we we would go there and we would help spot him and just kind of learn by watching until we were at the level where we could fly this new drone so Doran, were you there for this? I don't remember. Um I think I remember. I keep keep on telling the story okay. and I, sure. I kinda think I know when. Yeah. Okay, so uh the, the video production manager, you know, he sees the seagull, so he quickly fires up the drone. He might have skipped uh, a calibration step, I'm not hundred percent sure, but he was just trying to get this shot. So, you know, the SSD is in there. He, he starts at the controller, starts up the drone. He's like, okay, let's go, go, go. And he, he flies it up higher. The eagle kind of takes off. And um, he's like, oh, okay, well, I, I don't want to get too close. So he, he takes it up probably 30 or 40 feet in the air. And he's kind of moving it slowly, using the gimbal, getting his, his bearings. And then he... I think he got his camera a little bit mixed up. So the camera was facing like backwards. So he had the drone turned around. So to us forward was back and back was forward. Right. So he's getting a little bit flustered. This is like a new heavier drone than we're used to. And so he starts pushing the stick forward a little bit to try and get closer to this Eagle flying away. But the drone is coming slowly kind of towards us. We're standing at the edge of a clearing where there's a big field, open field, but surrounded on all three sides of this field are trees that go like 60 to 100 feet tall. Yeah. And so the drone's slowly coming back to these trees. And I'm looking up and I'm like, oh no. And I'm like <laughs> telling him to stop. So he's like, oh no. And he panics and he like pushes the stick more forward not realizing that's bringing it closer <laughs> to the trees so then you hear this horrible buzzing sound like yeah. the propellers shred apart it smacks into the tree and then it just drops like a stone mm. from like 30 feet up straight onto the ground right on the gimbal and i was like oh man <laughs> it was painful to watch did did you get the shot no <laughs> <laughs> but was this was this when we just got it I think it was maybe not the first flight, but one of the first flights that we got. No, it. no, but like, because um, you kind of made it sound like this was the newer drone and we had the Inspire one, but then we just like this was our first drone, right? No, yeah. So we did have the Inspire one first, mm -hmm. um, but we upgraded to the Inspire two because it could shoot 4K in RAW. The 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 visual quality mm -hmm. was just bumped up a whole other level. Okay, yeah, I think I remember that. Yeah. And because what needs to be uh, contextualized here is this person, this manager was like zero qualification, actually, like no drone <laughs> pilot training, no flight training, no anything. Which is evident now. I <laughs> Which was evident because 
I think they crashed like two or three more drones. Lost one in Europe. One was crashed again in uh, at the workplace, like right in the parking lot, <laughs> because of a GPS issue, GPS tracker issue, and uh, yeah, it's it's kind of like there's such a, like a walk of shame. I've seen that happen to someone before, and then after you're just like, I can't believe I just did that right it's just like this expensive piece of equipment and you've been doing it for x amount of years or at least shooting so you don't expect to break something that you directly were controlling mm -hmm. <laughs> responsible for. yeah cringe to watch yeah 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 uh, just made me wince yeah and that was that was pretty bad yeah thanks for bringing up those horrible memories nate <laughs> But, but we uh, agreed to this to bring him up. Yeah. yeah. Well, Doran, are you gonna lighten our spirits, or are you gonna share another? Uh, um, if you want, I can. Side. Well, um, you know, let me let me no. do let me do a random number generator for you, Nate. <laughs> All right. So I'm gonna oh, give you another bad sure. one. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um. Or sorry, last time I gave you a, a good one. The a, a jib crane thing. I'll give you a bad one now, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I'll stick with being a, uh, employed. Um, there, uh, there, I hope I never feel this, and I don't wish this upon my enemies. <laughs> but being in the middle of a team or if you have multiple bosses or a hierarchy of bosses or whatever, and everyone is uncommunicative, uh. but everyone is expecting why isn't the, the edit delivered. And then it's like, well, I'm waiting on this from so-and-so and they don't talk directly to so-and-so, even though it's their job, because they're on the same hierarchy. They're like, Oh, can you go and ask it? Like, it's uh, like, I don't know if you guys have seen obelisk and asterisks and, that skit where they like get passed along a million times that is the worst the worst it, it's horrible when it happens once it's a nightmare when it's a daily occurrence oh. that's like oh i need to sw switch workplaces <laughs> switching oh yeah that that's uh the next thing on um best experiences as an employee was the day i quit <laughs> Hands down, like such a huge relief. Yes. Yeah. So uh, since then, I've gone freelance, and I hope to never go under a boss ever again. Or if I do, uh, subcontracted for a respectable videographer, you know, yeah. that has communication skills. Um. But yeah, um, being sandwiched between uncommunicating bosses or or team members is just, uh, for me personally, that's like beyond a pet peeve that's just like um de depression inducing i would say if yeah, it's I mean, like a constant occurrence there's only so much you can do too like if you how much feedback you give or how many subtle hints of like oh maybe next time tell me and then you just kind of get aggravated if nothing changes yeah projects get delayed by months yeah blame games start happening and it's like this is a not a good environment <laughs> so yeah um what about you shia what's what's like a uh 
uh, not so nice experience that you had. All right, I'm up. Uh, in retrospect, this could have the situation could have been a lot worse. But uh, years ago, when I was working at uh, at another studio, when I was just given the project or the or the couple, um, this was for weddings. When I was just given a couple to work with and me do the sales thing and do everything from beginning to end, uh, I was paired with this couple that had this grand vision of for their like, like post ceremony they would do a photo session on canada day um on in english bay and take out a yacht i'm picturing this like this big yacht i don't know where you see like the billionaires and we're gonna cruise mm. it's gonna be so cool we're gonna have so much space turns out there was just literally enough room for myself the couple the two photographers to like clench up across me and then the captain <laughs> expecting at all and i'm thinking how am i even what am i gonna get a shot of them just like sitting sitting or standing like the, the titanic thing there just wasn't much room um but then this the captain i guess we'll call him who had racing experience started to panic a little bit because <laughs> the wind was really strong and it's canada day so what's everyone doing at english bay but they're all in their boats getting ready for the fireworks fireworks yeah i'm new to, to bc at this point so i didn't really know what that really meant but then i look around and there are all these boats and then i can see like the body language of the captain who's just like older 50 year old guy he's starting to panic a little bit and he's asking he's like, hey i need someone to help me and i look over like obviously like, like the groom he's like oh no i'm not gonna do it and the bride's of course not gonna do anything the photographer <laughs> uh, photographers were a couple you know man and woman and they're older than me. So I'm kind of like thinking, Hey, my seniors, like you're going to jump in. And they're like, no, I, I don't, I'm not going to do anything. So I just said, okay, hand, uh, hold my, my monopod and my camera. And I had spent one week on a sailboat when I was a teenager for some like boating camp. So maybe this is why I spent that time. So he points out and he says, Hey, like, you know, meters ahead, there's this boat that we're going to crash into if we don't change and i've never seen winds like this and i've been racing for 40 years which kind of sounds pretty intense but so he has me in like standing and, and like pulling ropes and stuff to like affect the i want to say the jib i don't know if that's a term but that's just a, like like a crane term right mm -hmm. so we have to like get the sails and stuff and he needs a teammate to ensure that we're not going to smash into a boat or capsize and I'm pulling and yanking and then I sit down and I'm like pulling ropes and it's windy and I like cut my fingers and I'm like bleeding and like sucking <laughs> like the blood off my hand. And this whole time guys, I'm in like dress clothes and like crappy H&M dress shoes that have like no grip whatsoever. So I'm worried I'm gonna fly off <laughs> this boat <laughs> in English Bay on Canada Day. And I look back when I'm panicking the whole time on the inside and the couple is just like, Mm, so beautiful like enjoying the wind and i'm like you bleeping bleeps like <laughs> someone else should have done this and it was just like the craziest thing and i remember that like the captain before we even left was like the wind is really strong should we be doing this and the couple was just insisting and i don't know man i almost didn't almost die but that was pretty intense oh yeah you could have definitely like bumped into another boat lost your gear in the water and that would have been catastrophic this sounds like the movie script for like 
the next uh, hangover, you know, and just call it the videographer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny that like my first fear was losing my equipment. I guess because I can swim. Yeah. But my mm. And you weren't in the middle of the ocean. You were yeah. in like the bay where everyone was. Yeah. Yeah. It's just so irresponsible. You know, people will do like, <laughs> whatever they want on their wedding. I mean, I love weddings. Yeah. But you'll go the extra mile because it's, <laughs> it's a milestone. <laughs> so, so I guess you've learned a hard lesson through that of like being more uh insistent on how well the couple plans stuff right yeah and i think now that i'm doing my own thing if i felt scared for my life i would just tell them i'm not going to do it mm -hmm. yeah perk of being uh your own boss you choose your clients yeah. i'm not comfortable doing this thank you goodbye yeah i'll see you i'll be here when you're on land or if you even <laughs> make it yeah <laughs> So, Shai, have you done another video on a boat since then that's been more successful? Yeah. <laughs> I, there was a redemption. It was just a okay. couple, like, on a small boat. Um, it was, like, a legit elopement when, like, even their family didn't know. And it was just, like, cruising out in the peninsula. And it was just way more relaxing than, like, a mm. campaign. And mm. There was no, like, PTSD. Actually, there, I think there was a little bit. But... The moment yeah. you felt a gust of wind. <laughs> I'm like doing this, like fan yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh Nate, hit us up with a uh another sweet memory of yours. Okay, sure. Um okay. So we were doing I was working for a company a roofing company and they were d launching a new campaign for like what's the best roof in vancouver mm. and so we actually hired an actress and went to downtown vancouver and we're filming her like in front of uh, a roof that was installed by this company <clears throat> so we're like on location and then just kind of scouting out different spots in that neighborhood to film the different pieces so we kind of storyboarded it before uh, me and the scriptwriter, and then the actress and uh, the makeup person uh, were all there. And it went like so smoothly. And it was so satisfying because we had planned everything really well. Um, everybody was good to work with. And um, <clears throat> this actress, Andrea is her name. She was like such a pro. And that was one of the first times I've worked with a, a real like top tier actress who can memorize lines and deliver them perfectly every single time oh man i was like whoa there's like no stuttering they're not like looking at you right after they look at the camera they're not just like was that good or like yeah you know they're not like fidgeting weirdly with their fingers or like wiggling their eyebrows too much like i do <laughs> they're just like so pro and like just a joy to work with and then yeah that was kind of a moment where i just felt like everything was in the flow like i was doing my job well yeah. she was doing her job well everything was just flowing so smoothly i was like i wish this is how it could be every single mm. shoot is yeah. amazing so how who who was in charge of getting the actress um so uh, the script writer he also made up the call sheet and he uh he scouted out actresses so this isn't something i had any experience with so he oh, kind of okay. showed me how how he's done it 
Oh, okay. Because so, I, I was going to ask details about that. Like, uh, did you contact her directly or through her agent if she's higher profile? And what, what is like a day rate for that type of actor? I'm kind of curious. Um, I think she was probably at least a thousand dollars for the, the few hours that we were shooting with her. Oh, few hours. Okay. <laughs> it's probably a half day with like makeup included. So uh, we actually like met at the scriptwriter's house and that's where she could get her makeup and hair done. We could run over the script one more time and, um, yeah, then we could just drive quickly to the, the close spots around because he, he lives in Vancouver um, where we could shoot. And like it looked like it might rain. So we were like, uh, I don't know. But then it didn't rain at all. And we were like, oh, that's awesome. Mm. So, yeah, it's just one of those moments where everything uh, was working out. And uh, yeah, that was really fun. I was like, man, this is what filmmaking can be. This is right. what yeah. it was kind of a, a, a nice blend between run and gun and also having everything planned out storyboarded and like even the makeup uh, person she was like always ready to like help hold a boom mic if we needed or um yeah kind of just be there like if i was like backing up with the camera she could be like spotter behind me so i didn't trip over anything little things like that and uh yeah so that was that was one of my favorite filming uh, experiences as well wow awesome um yeah i've um as as a freelancer one cool thing that's been happening a lot this year uh and uh, yeah i can definitely get used to this is uh i'm getting a lot of clients that are actually like very respectful of my work uh in the t in terms of like they praise it a lot but not like fluff it up but like they like appreciate details and they notice um you know the all the effort that i put in to get like a specific angle or uh you know um uh like teleprompter i've used a lot of teleprompter uh recently and uh, people just love it and it makes yeah it makes uh uh without teleprompter it would take you a full day to record it with teleprompter you're done in an hour and a half uh if they're good at teleprompting which they have been and it, like getting clients that it's the first time that they do teleprompt and they nail it like yeah. pacing wise, they have inflection in their voice, you know, emphasis, so they don't sound monotone reading. And they also use hand gestures. Uh, and they trusted me on my word when I told them exaggerate hand gestures. Because when you're talking with someone, you kind of keep them kind of your elbows are stuck to your body and you're just waving your hands around your waist. I'm like, no, 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 just put them like not in front of your face, but like your, your chest level and just exaggerate if you're saying oh the second best thing like show a two you know uh or you're like make your hand motions in in f the flow of what you're saying and they trusted me they did it and then i showed it to them and uh they're like oh yeah yeah that was really awesome it felt awkward but yeah it looks good i'm like thank you for trusting me that's this is mm. how it's supposed to work yeah. exactly um so yeah I, I that's uh one of my uh highlights uh and that's making this year be really good is i'm having like i had three clients in a row do kind of that thing and my last one actually uh is not stressing out what's the word i'm looking for he's um doing all he can to minimize the work that i have in post editing he's like oh if you if you if you um because i'm we did a green screen and i'm supposed to put a background in for him 
And I'm like, all right, here we go. And he's like, oh, I'll just ask this one change, but I don't want to give you that much work. I'm like, well, no, we were supposed to spend a few trial and error. Like, here's a one minute segment with this background. Do you want it blurred? Uh, do you want it closer? Do you want to have a floor? Do you want to have it virtual? What do you want? Uh, oh, no, no, no. I don't want to give you any more work. I'm like, buddy, it's included in the fee that you paid. <laughs> Excuse me. I want you to be happy with the work you're getting. He's like, oh, no, no, I'm super happy and it looks great. And that's all. I'm not asking for more. I'm like, okay, well, I'm like, sure, whatever, hmm. man. Yeah, there, there's something special about like having a flow state or being in that flow state with the whole team. And it's like similar to what, what you were experiencing, Nate, with Andrea. And just it's so exciting as a creative to have things that work out and work out well and you get so excited mm. or you get, like, hold it in have you guys ever been like watching you know you're watching the monitor and you're like oh my god like yes he's, he's doing it you must have been like that doran you're like the hand gestures just feels so oh yeah good. yeah it, it, yeah because usually i have yeah usually i focus on oh he's not doing this this is not happening i know this is a bad take so i'm just gonna let them do it just so they go through the script once and then i'm like like usually that's what i do with teleprompting talent that it's their first time there i just okay we're gonna warm up let's just figure out the script speed because sometimes it takes one or two tries to find the right speed for the script then when that's done it's like okay now try and smile as you're reading it so it's friendly okay and if they can get a handle of that then it's like okay can we add hand gestures um but yeah not having to worry about any of those just seeing like oh that was supernatural. Have, are you sure you've never been in front of a camera before? No, I haven't. You should consider doing YouTube. <laughs> You're so <laughs> natural. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, definitely, it was very nice to have a warm, fuzzy feeling inside and not worry about like, oh, I have to guide them to fix five things without pressuring them and making them too self-aware. Otherwise, they stiffen up. Mm. right yeah all right so I, I i get the flow of this now so i'll share something exciting yes super exciting super exciting okay yeah um is it cool if i like share more like something that happened to me as an entrepreneur not necessarily like a, a shoot yeah okay sure anything so, from your professional life okay so when i quit my full-time job of four years and decided to start my own business. You know, I had to write the plan. I had to get funding, you know, the business loan and whatnot. You know, I had to, you had to go through all the motions. And oh, you, you incorporated right away? I didn't incorporate right away, but I, I registered the business. Um, but I had to, in order to get a loan from um, Futurepreneur is who helped me out. I had to write the business plan, which I'd never done before. But one of the things was, a projection of how much I'm going to make in the first year. And I'm like, man, I want to make $50,000. Like that's a good salary, livable wage, have a home over my head, over my head. I want to do that. Um, but as the, as my first year progressed, like I surpassed $50,000 and that was within like, like six or seven months. Wow. And I was really like surprised. I, I did put a lot of like work into telling all my connections that I'd made in the past that I'm doing my own thing. So they kind of like knew to hook me up and with jobs and stuff. So 
I guess that was a good move. But by the end of the, my first year, I hit um, hundred thousand dollars in revenue. Um, now that's just in revenue because I always have to pay someone, you know, all my shooters mm. and editors and stuff. That's by no means my first year of salary. Mm-hmm. Uh, but and it's not like I think of all the ads in Instagram. It's like, Sign up for my 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 course, and I'll teach you how to make a hundred thousand dollars. I usually laugh at those. Um, so I just want to clarify that it's not the number that was really meaningful. It was just the fact that I surpassed my initial goal. It meant that I needed to like believe in myself more, maybe set bigger goals. And just from going to something that was secure to absolutely not, and I am in control of absolutely everything, and, I'm in, and I could cause my own failure. But to see that, it was like, holy crap. And I remember feeling like overcome with like emotion that I just – I reached this number, but then interestingly, interestingly enough, like I was like over it. It was like just a number and I wanted to like move on, move on to like, like the next thing. Mm-hmm. So having like achieved that, it, I don't know, kind of like made me stand a little bit taller, which I definitely needed. Cause there's so many times I'm like, I don't know what the hell I'm going to do. How am I going to be <laughs> here in five years? No idea. Um, so that was a really validating moment for sure. Awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's inspiring cuz like I've um like um I, I we didn't get to chit chat about my background but basically like I've been doing video for like 11 years and this is my like going into my fourth year of freelance. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, it's still, you know, especially with COVID, a bumpy road, right? So like hearing experiences from other videographers and how their first few years uh, were, you know, and finally getting over the bumps is always inspiring. So thank you. Uh, that is very encouraging. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. I, like it's, it's taboo to talk about money, but since I'm in company of other videographers and business mm-hmm. stuff, it's like, I don't know. I felt comfortable enough to talk about it and it's not necessarily that I made these figures and I'm living in a mansion. Like I have a small condo and <laughs> I'm just trying to like pay the mortgage and pay people what they deserve and serve my clients. So yeah, a lot of money goes out the door very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> but like, and now with your kid on the way, I'm sure you've, you've got the the money set aside for the stroller and car yeah. seat and all that stuff. eh? diapers. Yeah. Now it's like, I need to make even more so that I can, <laughs> But the kid, not like McDonald's if I have to. <laughs> awesome. Nate, do you have anything else to share? Uh let's see. Well, do you want do your random number generator and okay. uh, that'll tell us if uh, you want me to share another favorite moment or uh, another bad experience. Uh all right. I got a even number. Because it's oh, like okay. good or bad, like one or two. So I got an even number. So two. Okay. That to me feels more like good. I feel like odd <laughs> is like, oh, unless it's like, yeah, you yeah. know, if 666 is an even number, but that sounds kind of like a bad experience. So. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> 777 <clears throat> is uh, an odd number, but it's uh, pretty even in my eyebooks. <laughs> uh, too good. Um, okay. Yeah, one more thing. So I I love animals. If I could like shoot video for wildlife, like for planet Earth, that'd be definitely one of my dream jobs. Um, so I got a little taste of that when 
uh, we were filming a docu series at the the nonprofit that Dorn and I worked at. <clears throat> we uh, we had a live animal on set, and it was like a, a snake that was it was someone's pet snake, and so it was like used to humans and stuff. And how long would you say? What do you say it was, Dorn? Maybe like five feet, something like that. Uh, yeah, it was big enough that it was intimidating for me. Yeah. <laughs> What's the dirt? Is it like, uh, it's like, probably, I don't know, maybe like that big. Oh, dang. Uh, that's, and, that's, uh, yeah, that's towards, yeah, when we filmed it because we were waiting for it to get a bit bigger to be more, uh, you know, look better yeah. on camera because we put it on this like bonsai tree. So it, it like completely like engulfed that thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah wrapped up around all it. Um, so the, the owner of that snake was like, oh, it's, it's totally used to humans. Like, do you want to handle it? And I was like, oh, sure. That sounds cool. Like <clears throat> I've like touched snake scales at like a zoo and I'm like, oh, that's, that feels kind of cold and, and weird. Um, but oddly powerful. Uh, so, um, I, yeah, I like held the snake <clears throat> and then it coiled around my arm and you can just like feel all the muscles as it like moves around yeah and the way snakes move around is just so cool mm -hmm. to me doran i'm not sure if you no, got close to me when i was holding that snake but um no i've had experience with snakes when i was young <clears throat> uh, and i was fishing and i had those rubber boots um to go into the water like the knee-high knee like rubber boots um and uh, I stepped on a snake and it coiled up inside the boot. And when I felt that raw power, <laughs> that was it for me. I don't need to touch the tamest of tame snakes. I don't care if it had its fangs removed and wears lipstick and a wig. I don't care. I'm not touching it. <laughs> you got a snake in your boot. Snake in my yeah. boot. Yeah. Oh, man. Toy Story in real life. <laughs> well, it, it caught a fish and it came to the shore to eat it, and I wanted the fish, so I, I got the fish. Nice. You, you got from wait, not from the snake. You the what? You, just, you got did the, the snake dropped the fish to coil in yeah. the boot. Yeah, yeah, it, it dropped the fish. Yeah. Um. So yeah, oh, and I just gave good. the fish to my cat because it was bitten by a snake. I was like, water snakes are not poisonous, but like, yeah. I was just fishing for sport. It was a small fish anyway. So I didn't have any traumatic experience like that, luckily. Really. Um, so that was really cool. Um, and so if, if there's any other, if there's any shoots that you guys have, Doran, you know, if you, if you have to pass up a shoot at the zoo oh, yeah. or something yeah. uh, with animals, yeah. just give it to me. Well, you I, know what? I'd Nate? enjoy that. That sounds actually like your next marketing move. Why don't you purposely like, hey, I love to touch snakes. Let me touch your snakes and film myself doing <laughs> I'm just making it sound weird, but you know, like, yeah, that that could be a niche for you, you know? Nate, maybe maybe we should talk because I just got a call today from mm. uh she does like I don't know, she's like the partner of this like DJ, this Bollywood DJ who's well-known in the industry, um, 110,000 followers on Instagram or whatever, and they're doing this jungle-themed session at the Reptile Rescue Society out in Cloverdale, and they're going to have, like, an iguana and snakes 
Um, but maybe we should talk because this is next like Thursday. Yeah, you, you have to you have to talk, otherwise he's not gonna sleep tonight. He's so excited. Look at him. <laughs> I don't know. All I know is that like they want like, to, to do like the Britney Spears thing with like the big snake. Um, and all I have to do is like shoot clips um, and then like color correct them and send them to this DJ. Um, they're I'm not I, even a full I, edit. No, man. That, that's all I have to do. It's like cool. a style shoot that like wedding people do. It's just like we invest our time. We don't we don't get many money, but we get like exposure and like we make connections. Um mm. Like cool portfolio in. piece. It'd be a pretty dope portfolio piece. That would be pretty dope. Uh, All right, let's talk after this podcast. Okay. <laughs> All Thanks, right, yeah. let's wrap it up so he can. <laughs> <laughs> so Nate, while we're still on you, all right, that was the last good one, last bad one, and then we'll move on to uh, um, to me. <laughs> all right, last bad one. Okay. Oh, so uh, there was this time where I was checking a dvd export i had done to as a as a a just like a habit that i would have as part of my workflow so after i burned the dvd you know back when people watch dvds (laughs) shows how old i am back in the Um, early 2000s yeah oh man yeah so i'd pop the dvd in and there was like a satellite tv box right on top of the dvd player so I, i put the dvd in hit the button and I would, yeah. So then I, I clicked like the play button on the DVD player to pop up and I'm watching this. And, um, my, one of my bosses come bursting down the stairs. This is the fastest I've ever seen her move. She's not a fast moving person, okay. but hearing the stairs, go like, thump, 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 thump. <laughs> I'm just like, I just like whip my head around and I'm like watching it just watching this dvd of like you know uh, a sermon or a message and she just is like screaming she's like turn the tv off i'm like what is going on she's like switch to the t switch the tv input so i like switch the tv input from the dvd to like the satellite feed and these satellite boxes fed the satellite channels to tvs all over the office so she has a tv in her room there's like a TV out in the lobby and then the TV in our, our like video editing space. And it's like a Rihanna concert. And oh. that's never a station we'd have it on. It was like much music or something like that. It's like this Rihanna concert. And she thought that this Rihanna concert was being broadcast as like the nonprofits channel. And so she's like freaking out thinking that I had put a Rihanna video to like <laughs> to, to like all over the world and people are watching it expecting like this Christian sermon and all of a sudden they're getting this scantily clad woman at a concert. Yeah, barely clothed. So she, yeah. And I'm like, I, I don't know what's going on. And she's like, turn it off, turn it off. <laughs> I guess she's never seen modern concerts or anything she's not the kind who would uh watch much music or mtv or anything like that no so um so she's screaming like it's a porno and i'm like (laughs) what is going on and i thought i felt like she was gonna fire me right there on the spot (laughs) she was very aggravated i remember because i was goodness you were on the opposite side of the video editing um room and i was like tucked around Mm -hmm. the corner and i was just listening like what did they do 
Nate on a horn? Oh no. Oh man. Yeah. So well she just gotta look at like you know a almost naked woman dancing and she right. just assumed the worst. Yeah. Yeah. So she like and so I'm trying to figure out how who changed this channel. Like the satellite boxes are in this video editing thing. I I didn't change the channel. What's going on? And a couple hours later I realized that when I put the DVD in the tray my knuckle must have like pushed the change channel button because the satellite box is right over top. Mm. So it, sure enough, I, I went down one channel and it was back to like a normal station. Mm. So I must have just pushed the channel up button when I was putting the DVD in. And so that changed the feed in her office and she just like <laughs> didn't realize that it wasn't our channel anymore. Oh, Instead of like doing this motion, you're more like, you know, just direct finger point. None mm. of this knuckle movement i guess yeah so after that i like move the satellite box <laughs> to complete a different spot so oh, i wouldn't accidentally yeah. push the button again oh but i, I remember was... you were oh, i've never seen you yeah you look like you yeah. fear for your life not just your job because you thought like oh i ruined this entire workplace its reputation is destroyed because of me yeah so that was that was very fear inducing and that was not a fun day yeah Lots of lots of good movie scripts from all these stories, you know. <laughs> I guess I'll wrap up with uh, one last good and bad one for me. Um, I mean, bad. Like uh, everywhere you look, it's gonna be both good and bad. No place is perfect, even if you're a solo entrepreneur. So, like, I've had clients that have made. Uh, nightmare days for me just like they did for you shia <laughs> with the that boat mm -hmm. uh so i've had clients that don't communicate properly and uh take four months to reply to stuff and are not descriptive enough in what they want and uh you know it it, it, it just got i had one ridiculous project where they just they came up with a script i rolled with it they didn't like it they changed the script which was contract breaking technically because it's a different idea, different video, different reshoot, a different cost. Um, but I just wanted to get it wrapped up yeah. and they didn't like that either. And they just stopped communicating altogether. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to freeze the project until you like respond and also pay me for like all the work that I've done so far. Mm. Uh, and then they just like, Oh, we, we didn't get a video. We don't like the video. We're not paying you. I'm like, okay, well, we're going to have to take that to small claims. And, uh, that took another four months, but I clearly won that cause, um, yeah. Wow. Having a signed contract saved me big time. <laughs> there you go. All right. Good for you for following up. Cause people, oh, yeah. people often don't value like our services. Like how often do we get asked for discounts and stuff? Oh, and I was like, right off the bat for discounts like you don't go to the mall or a plumber um, right. so my yeah my favorite um comeback line to clients that are like oh we have a shoestring budget i just tell them go buy shoestring and make a video with it then like, <laughs> I'm done. Yeah. um but you know that's freelancer bad uh, employee bad was uh having to like beg for a pay raise when you know you're worth it and you know the industry standard is at this point and you're doing more responsibilities than when you originally signed yeah. and bosses mm. are like lying to your face and making up excuses why they can't uh, yeah. so that's like uh, clients 
want to be cheap. Bosses want to be cheap. Ugh, hitting my microphone. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll, I'll end with a, a positive um, note. Um, actually, wait, do I have any more positive ones? Oh, yeah. <laughs> One cool thing um, that I did, I was in a warehouse last year and we had to film, like, show off the entire warehouse, but they didn't want a stationary shot. They wanted, like, me to run around and show the whole place. Um, like, I guess you could use a FPV drone to do that nowadays. Um, I didn't have that. So instead I asked one of the workers, they're like, Hey, is it okay if you like forklift me up and like take me laterally across the warehouse so I can film it <laughs> like sideways? Yeah. Uh, and yeah, they did so. And, uh, the first time was quite shaky. Um, so I handheld the camera and I stabilized it way better that way, uh, instead of tripod on the actual thing. And uh -huh. we got a pretty good dolly shot basically of like an entire warehouse. And I was pretty high up too. So I got like a good vantage point. So that was, that was, um, definitely something, uh, spur of the moment, uh, improv improvisation that, uh, I really like. So do they pick, do they have a pallet and then you're yeah. standing on the pallet? Okay. They, they had a pallet. They had a special staff like pallet with railings to like lift people oh. up to change oh. light bulbs or something. Yeah. Okay. Um, that sounds a little less sketchy than my oh, yeah. what I was yeah, picturing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's porn. Just like, hold on. Pretty shaky the first time. So yeah, that's that's been a couple of my experiences. Um, Shy, why don't you finish us off with one more baddie and goodie? Okay, a baddie and a goodie. If you um, have. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I was gonna think of what I had one, but I what you just said, Doran, about asking for a raise. So shortly before I left this position, after four years, I was the director of videography, and I had done research into how much um people in my position were, were making there was some website that like collects data of like north america and like around the world and i even specifically down to our province so i had mm. sounds like had, government census data it must have been yeah. and I, I had that and i asked for a raise you know it was very calculated i had like reports and stuff i was very thorough and the two owners um they needed time and they took a long time to get back to me to the point that eventually mm. i ended up just leaving um, i gave them a month's notice ended up training um the this new guy and there's a little bit of irony or like karma because this person was just coming in for a different role like just as an editor and then they offered him like a director position and he was like oh i'm not really into it but okay i'll take it and i was just like guys like someone coming in for an editor should not become the director mm. no problem they offered him eventually i found out the wage that i had asked for plus some so i was pretty like cheesed but then within a month he left for a better job as an editor because that's what he mm. wanted um mm. so in the end i was like i was just, like laughing under my breath um but yeah it's just again like not being valued yeah uh, but uh, like as on a good note i'm happy to to end it there um one thing I, I had the privilege of seeing was watching a couple of mine view their wedding video for the first time so this is one point last year i started using a new um 
service called Loom, where you can just like record videos directly into your email and send it to them. So I had the idea of just asking them to record on their phone um, when they were watching their their highlight video, you know, like that that short three to five minute piece. Um, for a wedding? Yeah, for a wedding. And it was just like this beautiful outdoor Indian wedding uh, scaled down. They were just smile like one of those couples that is just smiling and so happy all the time you know but it's graced with their their presence i guess and it was really cool to like watch them view themselves but also like my art and, you know they're like leaning into each other like oh my god that's so funny like holding each other's hands and clenching it and just like all the little bit of body language um and then in the end when they were like speechless and just looking at the camera and i'm watching it going like oh my god yes like this is so great um, cause often we just send our work and then we get an email back saying, Oh, so great. So great. Nate, like you're the best Dorian, cool Shia, but to watch mm -hmm. that in real time, um, mm. was, was something special. Yeah, mm, definitely. Yeah. Usually like, when I get an email and I read that was amazing. I'm like, okay, I'm going to skip to where they want changes. <laughs> <laughs> so jaded. So jaded. Yeah. I don't know. That's true. That. That email actually did come. <laughs> that was so funny. Yeah. That's awesome. That wow. is great. Yeah, lots of fun experiences. And uh, it was very nice meeting you, Shia. Thank you so much. Hopefully this uh, this is your first time, but hopefully it's not your last time coming on the podcast. Uh, yeah, darn it, Nate. Like, I would be happy to come back if i contributed if i added in some way oh yeah uh, well actually shia there's one more thing you can do yeah usually we do a romanian word of the week oh yeah but today um i know that you've been learning mandarin correct uh wait correct wait is mandarin right. the one with five thousand characters i think oh my but you're all a brave soul 100 characters maybe okay yeah so so, so i was wondering if you could give us a chinese word of the week instead of romanian from dorn uh yeah. okay Some, something okay. video related uh okay this is close to um uh more like entrepreneurial related because mm -hmm. video i haven't gotten to that yet they're quite right. complicated yeah uh, i could say, i know the word for tv but i'm going to say with stick with this one so video, the word... video. <laughs> so for mandarin the word for uh business person or businessman is shang ren shang ren means like business and then ren is person um yeah like woman sure shang ren we are uh we are business people yeah. So Shung, I got that. But then is that like R E N sound? Like Ren? Ren, yeah. But guys, the, the like the tones are very specific. Like if he you said down, yeah. Yeah, if you said like Shung Ren, I don't know what that means, but it could mean like horse haircut. Like I've said some offensive things to my teacher. Uh, because I know yeah. Oh Shung Ren? Like like you have to like tilt your head up. So that means Shang Ren? Yeah. Shang Ren. Yeah. Ren, you kind of sound like Scooby Doo. Exactly. Hungry. <laughs> yeah. So that means business person. Uh, yeah. But I, I, I want to hear a 
Romanian word. I I don't hear much Romanian. <laughs> Scooby Doo, Jungren. <laughs> <laughs> Romanian. Um, How do you say well, business person in Romanian? Uh, that's like multiple words. Like usually, what we do on here is I say one word and Nate tries to guess it. Oh, um, cool. Yeah. So let's let's just do that. Like I'll I'll tell you a video related word and you have three guesses to see if you can try and guess. Nate's had more experience being around me and Romanian, so it's easier for him to guess maybe. Mm, um, right. But if I say um, bleats, what does that make you think of? Bleats. No, I want to hear. I want to see Nate. I want to. Uh, I already know this. But, one. I, we've like, already done it with him. Yeah. Bleats means. Um, it means lights. Almost, but not quite. Oh. Very uh, close. Yeah, very close. Close to light. So. So let me let me give you a huge hint. Not just video, but also photo related. Also photo related. I'm yeah. really bad with this, guys. I'm not good at like uh, photo related for lights. Um, flash. There no, you go. Uh, yeah, flash. Yeah, it means flash. Bleats. Bleats. Yeah. Can you use it in a sentence? Um, think of the German Blitzkrieg, like flashing, <laughs> quick, rapid. Advancement mm. of troops, it's like a borrowed word from there. So, blitz. Like, use it in a sentence, it's a Romanian word. Do you want me to use it in an English sentence or in a Romanian sentence? Romanian. Yeah. Um, Deschide blitzul, which means open the flash. Deschide blitzul. Cool. And the funny funny little story about that is uh, when Doran and I working in the, in the studio, <laughs> I would say, oh, Doran, can you turn off the lights like when we're leaving the studio uh, doran as like kind of a, a part of his romanian brain translating to english he would always say oh can you close the lights yeah i still suffer with that and my wife <laughs> that has been in canada for only four years is correcting me that i've been here for 16 years yeah, yeah. i have heard that close the lights open the light okay because i'm directly translating from romanian but apparently i'm doing it in romanian too now nade like when oh, I'm yeah. explaining to my two-year-old, like, close the light, like, switch off the light. Like, <laughs> she oh. knows what I'm saying. That's all that matters. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Well, thank you very much for sharing that uh, uh, um, Mandarin word of the week with us. Mm. Um, yeah. So... That's a wrap for today's podcast. Thank you very much for watching and listening. This was a blast. Oh, man, it's already been over an hour, but it was really fun. Please leave a comment or a message about what topics you would like us to discuss uh, in the future. Uh, let us know what you think of the guest format. We're having a lot of fun, and I definitely want to bring more guests uh, in the future. Like, not more at the same time. I think one and us two is a good format, but, like, Enough of Nate and Doran. Let's like make it Nate Doran and Fam or something. <laughs> so yeah, thank you again very much, Aya, for uh, coming on today. Thanks, guys. Yeah, and be uh, sure to subscribe to not miss an episode of the Nate and Doran podcast. You can find us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or whatever you use to listen to podcasts. Uh, this has been Nate and Doran with Shia. Uh, thank you for watching and listening. <laughs>